Hey there, Friday Night Movie fans. This is a celebrity-packed episode from Gamer Comic Expo. In this episode, you will hear an interview with wrestling legend Brutus the Barber Beefcake and a brilliant actor. You've seen him in Deadwood. He was the original voice of Storm Shadow in G.I. Joe, Keone Young. So stay tuned for an amazing, um, an amazing series of interviews that I had a ton of fun recording, and I'm very grateful to both gentlemen for making time. Enjoy. Here we are at Gamer Comic Expo, the Friday Night Movie Podcast with wrestling legend Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Sir, thank you so much for being here and taking some time to chat. Well, my pleasure, bro. Well, um, it is a pleasure to be here with you. Um, the first question I got to ask you about uh, is about a legendary moment that was a legendary, a legendary moment for all wrestling fans, and that was the moment in the barber shop with you. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. I mean, you have so many wrestling matches, but I gotta, I gotta ask you about that. How, what was that like being a part of that moment in history? Well, I mean, it was incredible. WWE, it was voted the most dastardly deed in the history of the WWF, WWE. So, I mean, that moment, frozen in time. But really, I really didn't really know exactly really what was going to take place there. Um, I knew there were, you know, those, there was something happening with the Rockers and the thing, but they really, I wasn't privy to the fact that he was going to go through the window uh, oh, of my barber shop, and, and so it was, it was, I was pretty surprised uh, myself. I watched that when it aired as a kid. I also have to say, you really were one of my favorite wrestlers. I loved the shears. I loved the attitude. I loved, I loved the way. That like you were to me, you were always a good guy. Like I don't, I don't know what you know whether you ever went heel, but to me, you were always face. Did you? In, what did you enjoy? Did you enjoy playing the face? Did you enjoy being the hero, or would you like to have been the bad guy a little more often? Well, Brutus Beefcake started in WWF. It was like in uh, late '83 or early '84. I came in a lot before Bret Hart, for a lot of guys, for Macho Man or anybody, and then Brutus Beefcake. Introduced was was a heel and really I, I teamed up with Greg Valentine and had the World Tag Team Championships for a year and I mean I really enjoyed being the heel. Oh, okay. uh, but we we were a transitionary there where it became a time in wrestling where bad guys actually started getting a lot more fans and I mean we were bad guys but not in the traditional like. Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, exactly, you know, stuff like exactly. that. So people actually began to cheering us, and we saw more fights in the crowd during this time when pe people would start cheering for us, and the other fans would go, ah, and the next thing you know, there'd be a big fight would break oh, out in the crowd. Yeah, I don't ever remember not cheering for you. I mean, I love the attitude, the energy. Okay, I got to ask you, since we're a movie podcast... If we were to make a Brutus the Barber Beefcake movie, which I very much now, after having met, I'm all in on, who would play you and why would that person be a good person to play you? Uh, off the top of my head, I, I got to say, I, I think Chris Pratt would be a, probably a pretty good 
That is a, an amazing choice. A pretty good guy to do it. He's he's an amazing. He's a big wrestling fan actually, and just I, I really enjoy his his work. You know, uh, the the Jurassic Park, the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, and and you know we you, they got one of our one of our guys is in. Oh yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. You got, like, you got Big Dave. Yeah, Big Dave. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, it, it, Chris Pratt, definitely. All right. Well, thank you, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, a legend and a gentleman. And I would not, I would be remiss if I did not also say that your wife, Missy, has been lovely and she's been terrific with all of the fans. She's the best. She and, keeps me going. And she, and she treated my family so well yesterday when we came by. And when you're at a con and folks are there all the time, it means so much to all of us. So thank you to both, for my family to your family. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Here we are at Gamer Comic Expo with television movie legend, actor Keon Young. I hope I've pronounced everything. It's Keone. Keone, Keone Young. Young. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Which is good. Keone Young. <laughs> Keone Young, um, you've been in Deadwood. You were the voice of Storm Shadow. You were in Dude Where's My Car, one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> you were in Sons of Anarchy and frankly probably hundreds of other credits that people know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I was trying to go over to some sitcoms that I did. I was like in Jefferson's, Different Strokes. Wow. Family Matters, Golden Girls. Wow. Cheers. Oh, Cheers. <laughs> I just started watching Cheers with my kids. Okay. So uh, when we get to your episode, their mind is going to be blown because okay. you've, you've been so kind. You've met with my daughter and, and stuff um, uh, while we were here. Um, you've played so many characters that are emblazoned in people's mind. Which is the one that you are most proud to have played? Well, you know... An actor really is not, you know, any person in the, let's say, in the performing field, you rarely get satisfied 100% because you're always striving to do better. You're always trying to be better than what you did, you know. So I, I can't say, what was, your, what was the word that is you there, used? Is there an actor that, or part that, has, that you've been the most proud to play? So it's like proud is like not in my repertoire. It's not oh, in okay. my, you know, I'm not, because I always think, oh, I could have done that better. And as, and as years and as I get older, more matured, I always think, oh, you know, I should have thought about that. I should have tried that. You know, but um, I would say closest to it is Mr. Wu because Mr. Wu was kind of like in Deadwood. Oh, yeah. Because Mr. Wu represented something, my past, my history, my people. Okay. And my family. Oh, wow. You, so, so your family had a similar experience in the West of the United States? Well, all of us did. All of us Asian Americans <laughs> had some kind of experience of immigrating to this country. Oh, yeah. You know, so... Um, yeah, that had something to do with my my personal history. So, Mr. Wu, who Deadwood is a huge deal with my family. You met my dad yesterday. Yeah. Um, I love the way Mr. Wu is so extremely tough, but he has a code and he has his uh, his his rules by which he engages with Swearingen and and the other characters. Yeah, um, is th when you are building that character. Is that something that you are putting your own spin on, or is it something that David Milch, the creator, brings to you? Well, to tell you the truth, when I first met David, in the first script, there was no dialogue. Wu had no dialogue. All he did was carry the body to the pig pen 
and throw him into the pig pen, and that was it. Wow. And I said to David, I said, David, you know, we have a history in this country, and uh, that's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to portray. And, uh, and I said, whatever you do, the history of Asians in American films of men, Asian American men, you never show how, I mean, we existed in this country for 200 years. Yeah. How we survived, and it was a struggle. You know, we built the railroads, you know. Oh, yeah. And uh, we, did, we were no pansies is the word I used. Well, so make us men, I said. And, and Mr. Wu, he is tough as nails. Um, yeah. I would love to expand on that. You know, um, the, the way Asian American men in particular and masculinity has been portrayed over time, you know, yeah. I grew up in the 1980s, right. is really not always kind. No. Uh, um, uh, but you've been a working actor in all of those different periods all the way through now, and maybe, maybe minds are opening a little bit more and there are more opportunities. How, how do you feel about the different eras in which you've been an actor playing Asian American, you know, the way Asian American characters have been portrayed. Um, so the eighties versus the nineties versus now getting back to Mr. Wu. I wanted to Mr. Wu to be a man to, to have everything that comes with a man, uh, loyalty to his family, struggle to survive sexuality. I wanted to have all that encompass in the character that even if it, the scene wasn't about that, he was that. So, like in that scene with uh, Swearingen, Swedgen, I call him, <laughs> yeah. I had to be as powerful as he was. Absolutely. So I had to have the, 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 the hormones, the male hormone. <laughs> so when, you know, what... It is, like, it's, and Swearingen's looking, a very sexual character, and yeah, so you got to match him. Yeah, he is. Him. So you, I had to match him. So if you look at the scene in that cocksucker, what we call the cocksucker scene, I, he walks, the guy says to me, Johnny says to me, sit. And I refuse to sit, <laughs> you know? So that I wanted to show, you know, I was, I felt as equal as they were. And usually we we're portrayed as All subservient right, so this is? and even effeminate. So I wanted to show them that, no, That's hey, no, I don't sit because One, you two, tell me three. to sit, you know? You guys are awesome. Swearingen walks me down the stairs and he touches me on the back to push me down the stairs. And he says, go out the back. And if you notice, I suddenly look at his hand and I turn around and I look at him like, you don't touch me. Oh, yeah. I'm the boss of Chinatown. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you wouldn't walk up to John Gotti and oh, yeah. say, this way, sir, and put your hand on him. Yeah. You might get killed. Yeah. So I tried to infuse that subtly, and David Milch was aware of that. So he would start writing for that type of character. So we developed alongside of each that, other. That, that's the, that's incredible because again, Mr. Wu is. I think he strikes fear. You know, fear in the audience, fear in the fear in the people. Well, but, you'd have but in to, a respectful way. But you'd have to know he was capable of doing the same things as Swearingen was. Right. You know, on in his own terms and in his own exotic way. You know, absolutely. Well, Keone. Um, it is a huge, huge honor to have chatted with you. Uh, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk with the Friday Night Movie Podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Um, uh, again, a huge fan. Love so many things that you're in. You've been a huge part of my family's uh, enjoyment of movies and TV and my childhood. Um, uh, and I only wish you amazing things to come. And I can't wait to see the next thing that you are in. Before we head out, is there anything in particular you would love the audience to know you are working on? 
No, I, you know, I still work, um, you know, I still work in TV, I still do movies. All right, so we need to let all um, players that I'm all over the place. I do different types, you know, part of the reason I've able to survive is my uh, ability to go so from one medium to the other. The I do voiceovers. Oh, yeah, Avatar Airbender, one of my favorite so shows of all Avatar, time. Avatar, and I was Storm Shadow in G.I. Joe. Oh, wow. And uh, Star Wars Rebels, I was Commander Sato. And, but, oh, wow. but I'm, you know, I just finished Mom, which is a sitcom. Oh, great. Right? And then uh, next week I'm filming Stumptown, which is a... Oh, I love Stumptown. Which is a one-hour drama. And uh, and as old as I am, I still have a fight scene. You know, I have I, fight scenes. I have been plugging Stumptown every week on the podcast. Okay. I am all in on that show. So I I'm going to be it. in episode 10. That's and awesome. And so, like, I'm trained as an actor. Like, people say, wow, you, were, you did so many things. You must be so lucky. But no, it's because I trained, you know, when I, as an actor... What I can be most proud of is that I made a commitment to be an actor when everybody was telling me, you don't have a chance. Wow. I studied opera. I studied ballet. I studied gym gymnastics. Wow. I, I studied to learn how to music theory, to read music. I studied musical instruments. I studied modern dance. I studied jazz dance. I studied ethnic dance. I studied languages. Wow. You know, so not only speaking, but writing, you know. So, um... I studied, I keep continuously study. That's and, great. And uh, so I'm capable of doing a lot of different things. You know, just besides acting, acting thing, people think all you need to do is portray somebody and speak the dialogue. But no, you got to really create, you got to really create, you really got to create something for, um, uh, people's imagination you got to raise what you got to make them want to be participate and and you see like a lot of actors like to emote and cry i don't huh. i want to make you i want you to cry oh you want yeah uh, i see you i want, want us you, to feel it i want you to feel about yourself not me and what i'm going through but how what i'm going through identifies so closely with you that's awesome. You know, so like nobody cares about what you feel. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, so so sorry, but it's what I feel. You know, as as the audience, it's like, yeah, I can identify with that guy. Yeah, I'm going through the same thing. So it's kind of like I try and like capture what you know the the troubles of what people, the burdens of what people go through every night. Wow. You know that why they lose sleep, what they ruminate about. So I'm up there representing you. That that's incredible. I, I think as a performer, when folks lose sight of the audience, yeah, they lose the audience. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why people connect to you and why, again, like I well, said, my family, you know. Right. But like you look at Mr. Wu, it's like if you saw him on paper and saw what he did, you'd hate him because mm -hmm. he's a murderer, he's a thief, he's a liar, he's a drug dealer, but yet you see yourself in him. You know, like you, yeah. If you aspirations. need to survive and take care of your family and, and make it in a country that right, you've never been in before, right? And love the love of like your country, the love of the land, the love of the people, okay. you know. And then, if actually, well, and the love of the grandchild. I thought that scene in Deadwood, the movie, the most recent chapter in the Deadwood series, yeah. where you are worrying about the grandchild, yeah. to me was so impactful because it showed a vulnerability in Wu right, that I, we almost hadn't seen before, hand. right? 
What, like if you see the scene where we go into the meeting in the movie oh, yeah. with Swearingen, I stop him. He leaves the, 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 the meeting and I say, hey. And he turns around and he bows to Swearingen. I want it, you know, because every parent wants to teach their child about uh, uh, respect. Oh, yeah. And so that wasn't written in the script. Oh, that's and the, incredible. the guy says, what are you doing? I go, if I was a kid and my father was there and I walked out of the room, he'd go, hey, you respect yeah. your elders before you leave the room. Absolutely. You get permission to leave. And so he bowed and went, oh, you know, tipped his hat. That's amazing. So it's those kinds of things, subtle things that, you know, are very important. And, and those things mean a lot to the audience. Yes. So, so again, Keone, thank you so much for giving to our audience and to giving to all of your fans and the people watching you. Um, it has been a tremendous honor to chat with you today. All right, thank buddy. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care. You have been listening to the Friday Night Movie Podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of our Pottern family. Remember to listen and subscribe to the show everywhere that you get your podcasts and of course follow us on social media at fry night movie on twitter and instagram thanks again for listening